you would stand for our reading of the gospel. It can be found in the gospel according to Matthew in the second chapter, and I will be reading from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Again, it's Matthew, the second chapter, verses 1 through 12, and it reads, In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all of Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it had been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judea. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned, in a dream. Not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be unto our God. You may be seated in the very presence of our God. Let us pray. God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. On this Sunday, we came, God, to hear a word from you. If we don't have a word from you, what shall we do? Come standing on your promise that the word will not return back to you void. So may it find malleable hearts who will go out and be your hands and feet in this community. This is our prayer, and all of God's children said, Amen. If I could, for a few moments, I'll speak for you from the topic, where's Jesus? If I could, for a few moments, I want to speak with you from the topic, where is Jesus? The year was 1987, and an illustrator by the name of Martin Hafford was challenged to come up with a book of crowd scenes. He was challenged to produce a book of pictures with scenes of people doing different things. And the purpose was not necessarily the people who were in the scenes, but the background of the scenes. This man, Martin Hafford, was designed a, a book full of 
pictures and these scenes were so crowded. You couldn't even point out individual people. Your eyes darted between the scene and mostly you focused on the place where these scenes were painted. The scenes were painted at the beach and at the ski resort. These scenes were painted in everyday common places. They were painted in places that we might visit on vacation. They were painted on tropical islands. They were painted in snowstorms. They were painted in winter wonderlands. They were painted in everyday scenes. And you might not focus on the people as much as the places in the scenes. For those who are not familiar with crowd scenes or crowd scopes as they're also known, it is the book called Where is Waldo's? Those are the typical examples of crowd scenes. And this author, Martin Hatford, was given the job of illustrating a book, bringing to life words on a page. And as he designed these places, the beach and, and, and hiking trips, and he became somewhat of a globetrotter, this, this illustrator, so to speak. He designed these scenes and, and put people in these scenes, but you weren't really looking for the people as much as you were looking at the different places. Your eyes went to the places, the, the beaches and the sand of the beach and the aqua water. Your eyes went to the places, not necessarily the people in the scape. And as he brought his offering to a employee meeting, kind of like our worship meetings on Tuesday, as he brought his book to an employee meeting, some unnamed woman colleague, she hasn't been named in history, but she changed the image of this book. This is why this book has become so fascinating and is found in all manner of different places. This woman colleague said, What's the purpose of these crowd scenes? Why are you painting these random places? That's not going to engage people for very long. But if you have them seek a common object in all of these different places, then that will give them purpose for looking at these crowd scenes for extended periods of time. You might want to design a character for them to look for in all of these random places. So no matter if they find themselves in a doctor's office or if they find themselves in a living room, people and people of all ages or children in body and spirit will be able to engage in this crowd scene, so to speak. From her ideal, a character by the name of Waldo was born. Now, those who are familiar with Christmas elves will be familiar with Waldo. He has the body makeup of a Christmas elf, so to speak, a little bit lanky, a little bit tall, kind of brunette hair, and he has a little cap that looks like the cap of an elf, and his shirt is like a candy cane, red and white. It's striped, so it stands out among these crowded scenes. This book became so popular that it was translated into 26 different languages and in different countries they search for different names. In Europe, they're not searching for Waldo, they're searching for Wally. In Ireland, they're searching for Charlie. It depends on the country, but here in America, in these United States, we search for Waldo among these scenes, among the crowd. Much the same way 
the Magi, were looking for Jesus, but they were focused on the place. They were interested in the place where Jesus was born rather than the object, Jesus. They were interested. They were so focused on the place that they missed the object just about. They were so focused on looking for the word made flesh in certain places that they almost missed Jesus hiding in plain sight. It was the Magi who went out on a journey that took several years. One might know that Jesus was a toddler by the time the Magi arrived there. And it was the Magi who went out in search of Jesus. Where is Jesus was their refrain. That was the question. That's what piqued their curiosity. But when they first started seeking Jesus, they were focused on the place. They were searching for Jesus in all these different places. And they were following a star but something about following a star when life catches up to you, you kind of lose sight of what you were looking for every now and then. You, you forget you were searching for your keys. You forget that you were searching for whatever you were searching for. And so as life began to happen and as the journey began to go on and on, they decided that they could find Jesus on their own. Forget the star. They would go looking for Jesus in the place that they thought that they could find Jesus. Jesus, where would a king be? I don't know, a, a, a palace? That's kind of how Waldo is. When you first start looking for Waldo among the, the, the scenes or among the crowd, we often are overwhelmed by all of the different people and all of the different random activities in the crowd scope. We're so overwhelmed by all of the people. Waldo was at the beach and we're looking for him, but we notice the bald man out with the big belly at the beach as well. We skip over that and we see the beach ball and then we skip over that and we see the little girl on her first beach excursion and then we skip over that and we see the dog and we forget that we were supposed to be looking for Waldo in the first place. Much the same way the Magi were kind of like that. They were in search of Jesus, but after searching and searching and following this star, they were like, you know what? I know where to find Jesus. Where would you find a king other than a palace? So they went to the palace and they went boldly because that's how we are. We are bold when we are so sure that we are going to find what we are looking for, where we expect to find what we are looking for. And so they went to the palace and they said to the king, where is this Jesus, this king of the Jews? Where is this Jesus, the king of Israel? Where is this king? So Herod, being Herod, got really interested about this king of the Jews because even though he wasn't interested in celebrating or giving his best gifts to the king, he was interested that a king had been born that could challenge his authority. A king had been born that got upper middle class people and upper wealthy people to go and search from another country to come to his country and to inquire about a king. Where is this king? So this tells us something else about being in search for God and being in search for Jesus, that 
not only do we need to have a healthy sense of curiosity to ask the question, but we also need community. These magi, these wise men did not go out alone searching for the king. They went in community and when they got lost along their journey, when things began to gather their focus, they were refocused by being in community and they had the audacity to ask questions of their community. So they dared to ask the question and they got a lot of answers. Even Herod participated. Give me the information that you have. I'll take the information that you have and I'll get with the wise men and the prophets and see what they have and together we'll figure out where this king is. It's kind of like church community. It's important to not only have curiosity about where we can find God moving and working in our daily life in unexpected places, where we can find God moving and working in our world in unexpected places, but also when we hit up against a wall, when our search seems to be little off kilter or a little random community helps to repurpose our search to give us another path to that we didn't necessarily think of and in community these group of magi found that this star would be in Bethlehem this word of God made flesh this word of God taking on human form and dwelling among us would be in Bethlehem and he's no longer in a manger but they find him in a house. So these magi, after being in community and after having this curiosity, go and they are consistent. They are consistent and persistent. They don't let their first attempt to seek out Jesus be their last attempt. They don't stop seeking after Jesus because they can't at first find Jesus where they are looking for Jesus. They don't get frustrated and maybe they do. We don't have that in the text. But because they are in community, when they are frustrated and when they are tired of looking for where Jesus is in the midst of what's going on in their life, life, their community uplifts them and gives them the ability to be able to be consistent and committed to their search. And what I like about God is he rewards our consistent efforts to find him among the chaos of life kind of like those crowd scenes. It's chaotic. If you've ever looked at a book, where is Waldo? It is random as random can be. You find the most random objects at the beach. You find the most random objects while hiking on a mountain. And that's just how faith is sometimes. It seems random, but it's really not a random occurrence. Everything is working together for our good. It's really not random, but it can sometimes feel random. And among the chaos, it's hard to see that Jesus is hidden or not really hidden is there in plain sight. Waldo is always among the scenes. Waldo is never lost. What changes is our ability to be able to focus in or zero in on Waldo. Much in the same way, Jesus is never lost. Jesus is always with us and working through us to achieve God's purposes here on earth. It's just that perhaps we are struggling above the chaos of life to see God at work and to locate God in our situation. So as this group who has a curiosity, as this group who are not only curious but work in community, go into Bethlehem, they find Jesus. 
And they don't just take themselves when they get to Jesus's house. They don't just show up empty handed. I know some of us come to church because we need to hear a word. And that is good because they went in search of the word. They went in search of this baby who would save the entire world. And when they find it, they did not come empty handed. The question is, what are you bringing to church and your seeking of God? How are you utilizing your gifts that God has given you to offer them back up to God and to community? What are you bringing in your search for God? How are you living out your searching and your seeking for God in community by utilizing your gifts for the upliftment of God's kingdom? They don't come empty handed. They offer to God all of these gifts. Now, the text is silent on how many wise men were there. We assume it was three because there were three gifts. But where the text is silent, my preaching teacher, Dr. Teresa Fire Brown, always said, where the text is silent, one should be very careful about um, speaking where the text is silent. So I won't speak to the number, but what I will speak to is the fact that they decided to offer gifts. As I conclude this sermon, and as we consider what gifts we are willing to offer unto the Lord, it's a good time to do that at the beginning of a new year. As I conclude this sermon and as we kind of get to the beginning of new year and take stock of all that has happened in 2022, I ask you to uh, Think of all the lists that you have made. Maybe some of you are long done with doing lists, right? You're long over resolutions. You're long over making lists. Uh, and maybe you're on to intentions. You have one word that you will focus on for the year. It's going to be the word of dedication or commitment. And maybe you are not into lists, but the world is still into lists. In 2022, uh, CNN put out its, its year in review. Fox News also did its year in review, as well as ABC News and MSNBC. And they picked the pictures that made the world go round. They, they put all of these pictures, and they did a year in review through pictures, much the same way that the illustrator illustrated Waldo. And, and, and from that, you got a sense of what 2022 was and review. View. Now, Google would not be left out of this year in review, so Google decided to also do a year in review and search out uh, what was the most searched word of the year 2022. And the most searched word for the year 2022, one might think that it was Queen Elizabeth, another might think that it was Ukraine, another might think that it was Russia or recession or global recession or the pricing of, of, of commodities or the pricing of gas. But when Google did its search for 2022, the most searched word was the word called Wordle. Yeah, I, I know. The most searched word was Wordle. Now, Wordle, for those who know, is a puzzle game, right? It's a puzzle game, and it has five letters. You are to guess a word that contains five letters, and you get how many tries? Yeah, you get six 
tries, y'all have played this game. And it doesn't matter the place that you are. The location does not matter. It doesn't matter if you're having your morning cup of joe. It does not matter if you're sitting there dealing with your grandchild while simultaneously trying to figure out the word of the day. It does not matter where you are, but it does matter that you are searching for a word. The consistency here is that you are looking for a word that contains five letters. This was the most searched word globally on Google. Now, if you rank it by country, it was some other things. But this puzzle game had us all seeking a word, daily, consistently seeking a word. May your five-letter word this year be Jesus. May you be found seeking Jesus in unexpected places and know that God was never lost, that God has always been present among us. We just need to attune our attention a little closer so that we may be able to find the word that has been made flesh and is dwelling among us. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to our God.